Welcome back, listeners, to Mosaic's Community Life Podcast, Life in Canada. Our discussion today will be on loneliness and loss over the holidays. We will also discuss where to access supports if needed. My name is Jane Teasdale, one of the co-owners of Mosaic Home Care Services and Community Resource Centres. I would like to introduce Laren Pitcher, Executive Director of Evergreen Hospice of Markham, Stouffville, and Thornhill. We also have two other guests who work at Mosaic Home Care Services and Community Resource Centres, Beth Achete, who has her MA, Community Resource and Social Engagement Coordinator, and Diane Roberts, who has her BA in Psychology and works within client services. Loneliness and loss over the holidays is a difficult time for those that are lonely and remembering the loss of a friend, partner, mother, father, or child. Remembering the times you share with each one over the holidays to include the meaningful moments you shared, the holiday traditions, and so forth. In my own life, I still grieve the loss of my parents and their traditions over the holidays. In our family, we have continued on with some of their traditions over the years and certainly speak of them at our holiday gatherings. For the last 19 months or so, COVID-19 has also made things worse for those experiencing a loss or loneliness. An article from Chad Felton, NewsHerald.com, mentioned, In what can be deemed particularly fragile states, emotionally, physically, mentally, and even spiritually, experts say people should seek solace from friends, family, and even associates who can provide comfort through conversation, interaction, reflection, and remembrance in a variety of approaches while not minimizing the loss. So I'd just like to introduce Laren. Uh, Welcome, Laren, to the podcast today. I was just wondering if you could explain to our viewers a bit about Evergreen Hospice and the support you provide to the community. Thank you, Jane. Um, Evergreen is a community hospice that supports adults, teens, and children in the communities of Markham, Stovall, and Thornhill, who are coping with the impact of a life-threatening or life-limiting illness, caregiving in the home, or grief. And we do this through counseling, support groups, volunteer visiting, and informational mailings. I know, Laren, that you also have quite a number of helpful, helpful, sorry, take it again. I know, Laren, that you have provided some helpful pointers for individuals experiencing loss and loneliness. And how would Evergreen Hospice provide this support, if you want to list them for our listeners? Um, Evergreen supports include volunteer visiting, um, support groups, Um, professional counseling, and presentations such as coping with the holidays, which we're doing on December 16th at 7 p.m. via Zoom. Um, we We also have our Connection Cafe, which explores activities and resources being offered in our community and beyond. Um... And as a group, they share what they're doing to connect, brainstorm new ideas, and help others do the same. Um, Some helpful pointers for individuals experiencing loss and loneliness. 
Connect with family and friends. If you are separated by distance, keep in touch with technology. Local libraries often offer courses in using the internet and other technologies. Get out, take a walk, visit friends, start a new hobby, take a class or join a club. Do something to get out of the house. Look after yourself. This is so important. The better you look after yourself, the easier it is for you to cope with these feelings. Um, eat well, exercise, sleep, avoid too much alcohol. Staying healthy will give you more energy to overcome your loneliness. Your health is so important. Include having your vision and hearing tested regularly. Get involved, volunteer, give back to your community or your place of worship. See a counselor if needed. A counselor can help you understand your situation. Avoid comparing yourself to others. Appearances can be deceiving, especially on social media. People tend to post their best moments on social media, but this isn't their real life. This is not what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. So rethink your expectations because society has given us high expectations, especially at this time of year. Give yourself some time, especially after big life events. It is common to feel lonely during big changes, such as moving, starting a new job, or grieving the loss of a loved one. Cultivate gratitude. Look at what you have and what you have accomplished. I think it's um, Ralph Waldo Emerson who said, um, knowing that one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is to have succeeded, that puts it in perspective for you. Any other comments you have, Laren? I think you covered quite a bit. And I really, uh, you know, we did have a conversation yesterday, uh, Beth and Diane as well about the social media. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, you see all these people, all the family gatherings and all the excitement or people traveling all over the world, you know. And um, so it, it can really bother people, you know, individuals who who maybe don't have a lot of friends or connection or maybe don't have any family members around. So thank you for bringing that up. I would like to now call upon Diane, who works within the Client Services Division of Mosaic Home Care Services and Community Resource Centre. Diane has previously worked in a hospice environment, works closely with our families who have experienced a loss of a family member or partner, and has worked with our personal support workers and nurses uh, of those who have lost clients. So welcome, Diane. Thank you for coming on line today. I do know how busy client services is, especially before the holiday season. So if you could sort of discuss the support, uh, the phone calls, um, and I think just, uh, you know, our client services just being there for meaningful discussions with our either personal support workers, families, or clients. So you can certainly provide us with some examples. Thank you. We... Um we have a, a very open door policy with our caregivers. Uh, we started up the bereavement support group a few years back where we really specifically reach out to caregivers during times of loss of clients, family, friends. Many of them have family overseas 
and especially during COVID, it's been very difficult for them to be able to reach out. And this time of year is hard too. Again, all the joy around them underscores the pain sometimes. With um, our clients and families, that you know, we have an organic relationship with them. We have a safe place for them to talk. And we do develop relationships where they can come to us and, 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 and discuss how they're feeling uh, with an anticipated, anticipated grief or a recent loss. And we have access to uh, resources in the community that we can refer them to if they feel they, they need a little bit of extra support during this time. One thing that we do um, strive to do is during a, an expected death, we, we want to be able to provide specific comfort, something that's uh, meaningful to the family. And when I, um, I think about this time of year, I remember when I first started at Mosaic five years ago, I, um, an associate of mine was working overtime to make sure that one of our, our clients, who this was going to be his last Christmas, that he was able to spend it with family in the comfort of one of their homes. So she was able to, to schedule everybody um, to be there for him at specific times. So he, he had both the care and support and he was able to do this in a more natural environment surrounded by loved ones. And I thought this is such a gift that, yes. that, that everybody can give each other. And I was really, I was proud of her. I was really proud of her and, and all the work that that mosaic put into to making this happen for the family. No, oh, that's lovely. I mean, it, it really shows sort of an integrated approach in in how organizations, you know, do do create this space and meaningful discussions and and you know how can we make it better for the families or the individuals going through this in their lives. Um, I know, uh, Diane, that um, one thing that we didn't touch on was about our caregivers, you know, when they experience a loss, uh, you know, not only with, you know, within Mosaic or Evergreen, but many organizations that uh, PSWs have lost a client. How, how does Mosaic deal with that? Every time a uh, client passes and a caregiver is either in the assignment or especially present at the, the death, uh, the, a follow-up call goes to them just to see how they're reacting. There could be a delayed reaction. There could be, um, you know, some sort of secondary that could be them of something that has happened in their past and it, it, it triggers um, an emotion. Just, you know, it's, it's profound to be present at a death. It, it can be, um, it can bring up an awful lot of, of, uh, of feelings. So we do keep an eye on people after they've experienced this. And if they have some difficulty with it, you know, we open the door to talking. And if they feel that they're having a little bit more, uh, harder of a time adjusting or, or coping with the loss, because it, again, it might bring up some emotions in them about somebody who's ill or a recent loss of their own. Then we have a we have resources that we can we can send them to. Um, CAMH has a wonderful uh, directory, and there's a lot of, of, of programs out there to to provide support. Yes, there there are many of the community organizations, and I think Laren will go through a number of them as well. 
Um, just back to Laren, um, I guess just on your volunteers, Laren, through Evergreen Hospice, what type of roles are they playing within the community and uh, helping, you know, clients and especially family caregivers? Maybe you can elaborate on that a little bit. Um, yes, we have um, amazing volunteers. Um, right now, all our services are being offered virtually, although we hope in the new year to be back in person. Um, but our volunteers are connecting with every one of our clients by phone or by Zoom. And so we've made an effort to keep in touch with all our clients on a regular basis. Our volunteers also um, lead support groups and they also help us around the office as well. And I guess with with families going through a loss, um, do you, you know, are, are you checking on those individuals like through, you know, telephone calls? Uh, again, you had mentioned about the Zoom. Um, how long would that go on for, for, for checking on somebody who has lost somebody sort of immediately? How, how does that work? Um, well, we offer counseling for um, bereavement, six to eight sessions, um, depending. Um, and they would be with a professional counselor. But then once that is done, we also have support groups for volunteer or for people who are grieving. Right. And we have information mailings where we mail information about grief once a month. Um, and then after that, if they still need support, we can match them up with a bereavement volunteer. No, that's great. So you're, you know, touching them in different ways, either by phone, Zoom, um, either media, uh, information packages. So, you know, you keep them sort of close by and within the community in case they need help. Now, finally, on to Beth Achete, who is our Community Resource and Social Engagement Coordinator. Um, and just wondering what you provide in your role, Beth, to help those in the community experiencing loneliness, loss, disconnection from the community. So maybe you can certainly elaborate our listeners on what you do. Thank you. For sure, I would love to. I've been enjoying uh, the conversation uh, between you, Laren, and Diane so far. So my role at Mosaic is to develop essentially community programming and to help connect people to the resources that they need. So pre-pandemic, that would look like working with individuals who are walking into our community resource centers. So helping them navigate um, to some that will look like connecting them to programs at Mosaic or to other community agencies and organizations like Evergreen, for example, that might have been um, close located closer to them, um, or it could have been providing them to resources and tips to stay healthy and active in their communities. Uh, but for some, it would just be maybe a five or 10 minute conversation. So where all we really did was just pull up a chair and talk about life. So um, during COVID, things have drastically changed. Mosaic has been serving the community mainly online during this time. So connecting to individuals has been different for us um, and perhaps a bit more challenging than what we've been used to, but I think more necessary um, than ever as this pandemic has brutally isolated people from one another. Um, so thankfully, Mosaic has been able to adopt an online presence at the beginning of the pandemic. We were able to do that luckily, and we've been connecting online through Zoom, 
with the various programs that we offer, along with uh, friendly phone calls uh, for some community members that we flagged as being um, extremely isolated individuals during the pandemic. And yes, thank you, Beth, for that. And you know, it, it has been wonderful. I'm sure, you know, other organizations um, have received letters from, um, you know, individuals that have been lonely. I know Beth and I have been receiving a number of cards from those mm-hmm. people that were active at Mosaic. And then, you know, they, you know, they're obviously at home and afraid to go out with COVID, but they, they've really appreciated uh, Beth's phone calls and, and check-ins. And then, you know, the Zoom events that our organizations uh, have to keep people upbeat, you know, during this time, because it's been a long haul with this COVID and continues to be. Um, you know, I, I would say probably till the spring or summer, who, who knows with this. But thank you, uh, Beth, for that information. Very helpful. Um, so back to you, Laren. Um, you know, many people gather after a loss of a person, either at family functions, holidays, birthdays, um, and, and some are quite hesitant to mention the name of the person who who has passed away in fear of making others feel upset or cry. Can you provide some helpful tips in this case? Yes. Um, talking about the loved one is part of the grief process. And you shouldn't feel bad talking about that person. The hardest part for those who are grieving is the thought that their loved one might be forgotten. Mentioning their loved one and remember them is actually comforting to the griever. And tears are not a bad thing. We, we become afraid of people crying, but people cry because they need to cry. Um, memorials also play a very important part in the grieving process. And there are a number of ways to remember a loved one. For example, you can make their favorite dish, um, play songs that remind you of your loved one, light a candle, share your loved one's name and a remember and a memory when lighting a candle, a memory tablecloth. This is one of my favorites. Um, Over the years, lay a special tablecloth and fabric markers or Sharpies and ask your holiday guests to write down their favorite holiday memories, especially those that involve family members who are no longer present. And this is something you can bring out year after year. And it's really joyful to read all those messages. Um, You can give to a charity in memory of your loved one. Um, Go somewhere where you feel close to your loved one. Start a tradition of visiting your loved one's grave or another place where you feel close to them. Um, Having a moment of silence, taking a minute at the beginning of a meal to share the name of a loved one and have a moment of silence to remember them. Tell stories. Start a tradition of telling a story about a holiday with your loved one. Stories are so easily get lost over time. And it's important to keep telling these stories so everyone remembers them. Add an extra plate to your dinner table to symbolize your loved one's presence in everyone's hearts and minds. Um, You can make a holiday memory box. So leave a box, paper and pens out and ask family members and friends to write down their favorite holiday memories of your loved one and read them over dessert. 
That's a that's a wonderful um, wonderful yeah. ideas. Definitely. Well, um, there's one more I'd like to mention is the remembrance ornament, where you can buy or make an ornament if that's what you if you have a tree or anything like that that reminds you of your loved one. For example, you can buy clear glass ornaments and add bits of fabric from clothes your loved one used to wear or notes about them or other little bits and bobs that will remind you of them. No, amazing. And, amazing. Yeah. Memory is such an important thing. It is. And I think also, you know, just that, you know, as you were mentioning about the stories, um, you know, how stories get lost. And, you know, especially when we want to keep the younger generation involved in those stories, because as you said, you know, the different ages, those stories will get lost. And then, you know, who, who's going to be there to remember them? So I think it is important to um, have that intergenerational and the grandchildren, uh, you know, younger family uh, individuals to do that. What I noticed today, actually, on my Facebook is uh, one of the families I know um, living overseas, they actually went to their parents' grave and put a beautiful holiday wreath. So I think you're also seeing, um, you know, different people on, on Facebook or media. If they've lost somebody, you're seeing different ways that they are sort of, you know, remembering that person. And lastly, uh, Laren, can you s provide uh, some resources and information to our listeners where they can go to access information and help? Certainly. Um, you can go to our website, www.evgcares.org. Um, we have resources on our website. You can also sign up for the Connection Cafe, which is the first Monday of the month at 1.30. You can also, under um, events, you can sign up for the Coping with the Holidays presentation on December 16th at 7 p.m. Um, one of my, there are a lot of really good articles online, such as dealing with loneliness during the holiday season, and you can Google those, but one of my favorite websites when you're dealing with grief is called mygrief.ca and it's part of the Canadian Virtual Hospice. There's a lot of amazing resources on there and especially if you're dealing with children who are grieving. Um, if you're really struggling, um, call 310-COPE hotline. It's 1-855-310-2688. And someone is can be available 24-7 to talk to you if you're really struggling. Or you can always go to your emergency room. Okay. Um, and I'd just like to ask all the presenters, all the panel, um, for a takeaway message that you may have for our listeners online on the podcast. So I think we'll start with Beth, please. For sure. Um you know, I think the one thing I would suggest to those who may be struggling with loneliness now or any time of the year is to try and connect with someone or a group of people. I think connection is kind of like a muscle in a weird way. And obviously, um, there's obviously many factors that can hinder our ability to be able to um, or even want to connect with people. But like most difficult things, I think doing 
the tough thing that might make um, make you feel better over the long run, run might be better for your overall health. Um, we know that isolation has profoundly negative impacts on our bodies. So connecting in any way is really important. I think this will look different for everybody. So for some, it might mean talking to someone at the grocery store that afternoon or uh, phoning an old friend. And for others, it might be giving um, community programming a try. So I've had a lot of conversations with community members about what, whether or not they feel like programs are a right fit for them. Um, and as much as I think, yes, program presentation topics matter, I think many people choose to participate in programs um, that we offer, the reason is because it facilitates a safe space for new connection with other people. Like that's the main thing that people really want that connection. So um, yeah, just try and connect with someone. Um, it could be one person a day. It could just be picking up the phone. It doesn't have to be in person. It can be virtual like we discussed today. Um, if anyone is interested in speaking to me about programs or any resources, please feel free to, re to email me directly at Beth at mosaichomecare.com or call me at 905-597-7000. Yes, I like, uh, Beth, what you spoke about, about people feeling comfortable in the space when they're coming online. And I do know um, Laren had mentioned about their community cafe. And, you know, I think, you know, just, you know, attending some of the programs through Evergreen and Mosaic, you are getting people that do feel comfortable and, you know, have built that relationship either with Evergreen Hospice and um, some of the staff there and the same uh, with Mosaic or any organization that is running online. You're building that relationship over time. And uh, so I think it's it's a wonderful thing to watch. And, uh, and I think the conversations that people have online in a safe space really, really helps as well. Uh, so uh, a takeaway message from Diane, please. Thank you. Well, my co-panelists have, have given some wonderful, wonderful suggestions. And it echoes my own feelings. Um, you know, we can't dictate how we feel. It is what it is. Um, we can't control when it happens. We can't control what it might look like. It could look like anger. It could be sadness. It could be guilt. It could be an awful lot of things. And we can recognize it and then we can own it and we can then govern it the way we want to. And practice gratitude to, in, during the, the holidays and, and, and at all times of the year. Um, you know, just the, the laughter and, and honor the, the people that you were close to, Depend, no matter what kind of a relationship you had. You, you know, we all grieve in different ways. And uh, we, we, we need to acknowledge that and, 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 and take ownership and really um, bring it to a place that we're at peace with it. Thank you, Diane. That was lovely. And now final thought from Laren, please, from Evergreen. Well, it's just um, what Diane was saying. Um, it's important to remember that joy and grief aren't mutually exclusive. You can still feel joy, even though you're going through the pain of losing someone you love. And you don't have to feel guilty about that. Um, and don't be embarrassed or afraid to ask for help. We're here for you. There are a lot of supports in the community. Please reach out. Um, if you need to call Evergreen, our number is 416-499-2185.
um, extension 111 is probably the best one to try. Thank you, Laren. And thank you to our guests today on our Mosaics Community Life in Canada podcast. We really appreciate your time and discussion. Listeners, stay tuned for updates on media of our guests for the 2022 on Mosaics Community Life in Canada's podcast. Thank you.